It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. In today's episode, we'll look at an element of human nature to which we all fall victim from time to time, and just as importantly, how to successfully navigate it and manage it, both for our success and the success of others. No interview today, just little old me. I thank you for joining us. We've often discussed in this podcast that as human beings, we operate both out of emotion, often ego-driven, and from a set of core beliefs, a belief system, the frame from which we understand the world. This belief system is based on upbringing, environment, schooling, a number of different factors. It's unconscious, and most of us live our lives controlled by this unconscious operating system, believing that we're living out of choice and independent thought, when in reality we're only making choices within that preset and unconscious frame or set of beliefs. Because of this, we of the human persuasion make many decisions based on very limited information. While this at times can serve us, I mean, imagine if we had to have 100% complete information about anything and everything before making a decision. We'd be paralyzed. We'd never take action. We'd never leave our homes in the morning. That part, when we correctly recognize certain patterns of life and make our decisions accordingly, That's a positive, and it serves us. It's when we make these decisions based on limited information, but thinking we have enough information and the correct information, that's when it can be extremely counterproductive and have very negative results. Not only are we basically controlled by the unconscious operating system known as our beliefs, but because of this, we're not even aware that that's the case. And even if we understand this intellectually, how often are we noticing it? This is why conscious awareness is so important. You see, once we understand that we live our lives, make decisions, and relate to others based on our unconscious beliefs, then we can constantly check our premises and clarify, uh, increasing our chances of saying, doing, and understanding correctly. Today, Let's look at an issue that can help us to understand this very human struggle in order that we can live and operate much more effectively. Not surprisingly, understanding and working successfully within this concept also has a lot to do with becoming a much more effective, genuine influencer in our world. This is called cognitive dissonance. You've probably heard the term before, and it's one of the most powerful, negatively powerful, ways a person will unconsciously allow their emotions to hold them back from making a correct decision or making a necessary change. To be successful, a big part of which is dealing in truths as opposed to subjective and unconscious beliefs, it's vitally important to notice when this is happening, both to you and to others. The two parts of the term cognitive dissonance in and of themselves tell the story. Cognitive having to do with thinking or believing a certain thing, and dissonance meaning an incongruency. 
So when what you think about something, feel about something, believe about something, value about something is now called into question with some new information, which is incongruent with your currently held thoughts or feelings or beliefs, now there's an issue. It feels very emotionally uncomfortable and it needs to be resolved. With this in mind, let me share with you a couple of online definitions and explanations regarding cognitive dissonance and how it can be so harmful to making correct decisions and how it can make the process of influencing others so much more difficult if you don't understand it. This is from Wikipedia, and I'm slightly paraphrasing. Cognitive dissonance can be defined as the mental discomfort psychological stress experienced by a person who simultaneously holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values. This discomfort is triggered by a situation in which a belief of a person clashes with new evidence. When confronted with facts that contradict their personal beliefs, ideals, and values, people will find a way to resolve the contradiction in order to reduce their discomfort. How we tend to do that is the issue. The wiki explanation continues with, In his 1957 book, A Theory of Cognitive Dissonance, Leon Fessinger proposed that human beings strive for internal psychological consistency in order to mentally function in the real world. A person who experiences internal inconsistency tends to become psychologically uncomfortable and so is motivated to reduce the cognitive dissonance by making changes to justify the stressful behavior, either by adding new parts to the cognition, causing the psychological dissonance, or by actively avoiding social situations and contradictory information likely to increase the magnitude of the cognitive dissonance. More on that last part in a moment, as that's really the key. In an excellent article by Kendra Cherry on the website Very Well Mind, she writes, The term cognitive dissonance is used to describe the feelings of discomfort that result when your beliefs run counter to your behaviors and or new information that is presented to you. People tend to seek consistency in their attitudes and perceptions. So when what you hold true is challenged or what you do doesn't drive with what you think, something must change in order to eliminate or reduce the dissonance, lack of agreement. A classic example of this is explaining something away. Indeed, that is a classic example. It goes right back to what we talked about in other episodes in terms of emotion, right? We explain it away. We rationalize, which is to tell ourselves rational lies. It's often just too difficult to come to grips with the fact that we either did something so incongruent with our values or have discovered something new, rendering our absolute beliefs about something so very wrong. Let's look at explaining something away. Have you ever held someone in so high esteem, you just had the ultimate respect for them, you greatly admired them, you talked them up among others, you just couldn't think highly enough about this person, and then you learned something about them which turned out to be true, which was totally contrary to what you held to be true. Remember what you just heard about the importance we as human beings hold to the idea of internal psychological consistency. So how did you do in simply taking in that new information and changing your mind, your ideas, your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings about that person? 
you did one of these three things, as these are the three possible human options. You either explained it away by making an excuse for that person. You rationalized, believing you were being logical, but it was simply a rational lie. Another option, the second one, is that based on this new information, you now hold a different belief about this person. You realized you were incorrect, and so you're changing. And while that is logical, you know by now, in knowing what we've discussed about the power of emotion, you know that's the least likely to have occurred. Again, perhaps for you, this is how you do it, and that's awesome. But for most of us, it takes a lot of strength. And the chances are that the person you're wanting to influence and persuade doesn't even recognize this, never mind consciously decide to change. There's one more choice. The third option is that you lived with the psychological or emotional discomfort or pain of knowing your hero was not the hero you thought he or she was. But since you're not willing to give up the consistency of thinking that they're your hero, well, you keep on believing. So you're not rationalizing or explaining it away. You're just accepting that it's true, but not changing your beliefs or actions. The result is psychological or emotional stress or discomfort. These three choices don't just have to do with our thinking about other people, but play out just as strongly in terms of internal beliefs and values within ourselves that we hold to be important. I'm sure you can think of some personal examples. I know I can. But if we want to be successful in terms of living a happy, complete, abundant, principle-based life, dealing in truth and with truth, and being a genuine influencer able to serve those in our lives, we need to be able to take that second option, to change our opinion and or action based on new information. This means that we need to be able to control and master our emotions and control and master our ego that ego that has just realized it's wrong. Easier said than done. Much easier said than done. And well worth the effort. In terms of influencing others, it's important to understand when they are dealing with cognitive dissonance and to realize that if you want to help them to change in some way, it's not going to be through brutally telling them that they're suffering from cognitive dissonance. Their emotions and ego will immediately go into defense mode. You'll need to gently and tactfully help them to see the situation and give them the space to determine for themselves which is likely to bring them peace of mind and happiness, living with that incongruity or dissonance or changing to be more aligned with their values. Here's an exercise to help you become more aware of any cognitive dissonance you may be experiencing. Think of some different people, perhaps an athlete, a politician, a teacher, a friend or family member, a business icon, a company, someone you work with, a customer or client, for whom you held a high degree of respect and then discovered something that, and I don't know how horrible it necessarily was, but it was enough to be very inconsistent with your current thoughts or feelings about them. What was your reaction or response? Which of the three options that we discussed did you end up taking? Did you rationalize their behavior? Did you simply accept that it happened but not change your beliefs? And if so, do you recall how you felt about this on an internal psychological level? Or did you change your mind, thoughts, beliefs, etc.? If so, how did you feel about this on a psychological level? 
Now let's take the opposite tack. Think of some different people, perhaps an athlete, a politician, a teacher, a friend or family member, a business icon, a company, someone you work with, a customer or client, for whom you held a very low degree of respect and then discovered something that kind of shed a whole new positive light on them. And this new information showed that you were wrong. How did you react or respond to that? Go through those same three choices. This can be a very eye-opening exercise. Now, keep in mind that you now know about this concept. Most of the people you're dealing with don't. They've never heard of this. And even if they may have, they're probably not working on it. So now it becomes even easier to understand why that other person is so ruled by what they already think, feel, believe, or value, and that logic alone on your part is not enough to influence or persuade them. They must first buy into you before they can buy into your suggestion that what they're thinking is not serving them. They must first trust you and know that you have their best interests at heart. Why? After all, facts don't persuade, people persuade. Facts don't influence, people influence. Understanding cognitive dissonance and working honestly within this all-too-common element of human nature, in ourselves and in others, is a major step in your own personal and professional success and also in your ability to help those whose lives you touch. Main takeaway I hope you received is that the issue isn't whether we all experience cognitive dissonance. We do. Rather, it's that so long as we're aware of it, we can take the correct steps to mitigate it and be effective despite it. And that doing so will make for a happier and successful life. Did what I shared resonate with you? How have you seen cognitive dissonance play out in your own life and in the lives of others? And most importantly, are you going to be more aware of it and take the proper steps to keep it from standing in the way of your proper thought and decision-making? Please feel free to write to me at bobatberg.com and let me know. John David Mann's and my newest book, The Go-Giver Influencer, is now on sale at bookstores nationwide, both online and traditional. Visit thegogiver.com and download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.